Hey, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. On today's episode, you guys are in for a treat. Today is part one of a two-part episode. We had the privilege of sitting down with two of our great friends, Joe Pony and Lori Kaufman, at this year's RISE conference here in Vacaville, California. And uh, this was actually part of our breakthrough interview sessions we recorded live. And you guys, get ready. It's going to be fire today. Yes, you guys are going to enjoy today hearing Joe and his journey and how he got launched into business as an entrepreneur in the Media Mountains. So listen, enjoy, and be inspired. You are now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. This is an interview with a good friend, Joe Pony, in the house. And then we're going to let you know a little bit about what Joe does and who he is. Hey Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited, guys. (laughs) This is going to be so awesome. So just so you know who Joe is, if you didn't read this, uh, Joe Pony is the founder and owner of Exterior Media, a video production company that creates video and partners with top tech and corporate brands. Joe also serves as a volunteer to several high schools in the Bay Area teaching entrepreneurial workshops. In the past decade, Joe has been involved in two church plants and was the director of Innovation School of Ministry in Stockton, California. Joe currently lives in Tracy, California with his wife, Tanisha, and their adorable son, Benjamin. So a little bit about Joe's. When we first met Joe was uh, years ago. Um, it was interesting because Joe was a part, uh, got invited to a training, a recognizing the voice of God training that I did years ago in Tracy, California. And uh, you just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there was this conversation that you were dialoguing with the Lord at the time Definitely. about being hungry for more. Yes. And how did that conversation go and then how did we connect? Right. So I went to Bible cemetery, I mean, uh, Bible seminary, uh, right after I got saved and there was this scripture that the Lord spoke to me. Have you ever wrote, read the Bible and a scripture just grabs hold of you? Well, this scripture in John 14, chapter 12, uh, 14, verse 12, Jesus says, if you believe in me, the works I do, you shall do and greater works than these. This scripture began to haunt me. I couldn't shake it. And I found myself thinking to my, I I, I need to operate in what Jesus operated in, which was healing the sick, um, casting out devils, um, and so forth, creating a transformation wherever he went. And, um, that's where I crossed paths with Matt and Dez. Um, they were part of that journey, and that's when I decided to, you know, partner with them. And it's been an amazing journey, amazing friendship. Um, and I, yeah, I think alongside that journey, I became the director of the School of Ministry. Um, that was fun. That was great, where we taught students how to recognize the voice of God and, and went on to uh, overseas and, and done a lot of things. For instance, this one, uh, this one incident, this lady stood up while I was preaching uh, the gospel of Jesus. And uh, I was in Southern talking, California, right? right? In Southern California, yeah. And 
uh, she stood up and began to rebuke me. All I was talking about was that the church would be strong in the end days, you know, that they're like, no, like the gates of Hades shall not advance, you know, against the church and like only biblical stuff, right? And uh, how Jesus likes to heal people. Well, she didn't like that too much. She stood up, she started, you know, rebuking me and I continued with my message and I said ma'am let's talk right after my message I'll, I'll be happy to answer any questions of yours well after the sermon she came right above uh, she came right at me and I said ma'am I would love to answer any of your questions here's my card call me email me at mattgonzalez at gmail.com and- he gave him our, he gave her my house phone <laughs> And we, for uh, two months, was it longer? Almost a year, would come home to answer, uh, to a message on the answer machine for him on our answer machine, rebuking us, calling us a false ministry that, that we were, we were going to be released to Hades and that, I mean, just basically cursing us, you know, you know, those heresy hunters that, and I'm thinking like, Joe, well, thank you. (laughs) And he would just laugh. I was like... There you go, my brother. Yeah. Yeah, but what I love about Joe, he's always been innovative. Like, so the first time I met him and we were interviewing him for our school ministry, we just had started a school, Supernatural Ministry. He comes and he brings these, these evangelistic tracks that he made by hand. And I'm thinking like, okay, so, so we're over here, we're preaching, you know, the Supernatural School Ministry. We're talking about how uh, God doesn't want to use tracks. He wants to make you a living track. Right, he wants to hand you out to the world at days of tracks. Not not saying that we have anything negative about tracks, but you know, I believe he wants to hand us out as living tracks. So here he comes, and he has these tracks. I'm looking at him like, oh wow, okay, okay. I love the innovation side. He calls them tracks, but they were actually booklets. All right, I had a booklet, what to do after you got saved. It's uh, I, you know, that was actually hey, they were amazing, bro. <laughs> they were amazing. Those were actually good. And so we're looking at his at at, at his interview um, application. And he checks he's married. So I'm like, oh, wow. So I go, so we're interviewing him. We go, hey, so you're married? And he goes, uh, well, no. <laughs> and I go, well, you click yes. He goes, well, kind of. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> kind of. What do you mean kind of married? He goes, well, I'm planning on getting married. We're going to get engaged. Yeah. And it just began this amazing lifelong, not just friendship, but, you know, uh, Joe has just been with us uh, through thick and thin. He's he's. He has been with us. He, you know, has just been a great friend. And what he is doing in the marketplace is amazing. So you can just tell, uh, tell the the listeners and, and those in the crowd right now, definitely, um, who you are, what you do. I know we we read a little bit, okay. but just kind of a little bit of what you're doing right now, right? And just, um, well, yeah, I'm. Well, I own a video production company. We do a lot of work in the Silicon Valley. Um, and it has been very amazing, but it has been a, a pioneering journey. I remember when the Lord first called me to start a business, he laid on my heart, Proverbs thirteen twenty two. it says, a righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, and the wealth of sinners is stored up for the righteous. And I remember uh, feeling in my heart that it was it, that I, I needed to start a business and go after inheritance. Um, and I was in ministry. I was actually the, the director at that time, and I was getting all these feelings and um, these encounters with the Lord. And I remember um, it was in the season where we were starting to transition out of the school. Well, that beginning of the year starting my business was difficult for me because um, there was a lot of people that I felt called to do business with that the church or those that had 
religious beliefs didn't do business with. And I felt to myself, I, I, I thought, you know, Lord, I'm called to be holy. I'm called to be set apart. And the Lord spoke to me what holiness is. And he said, Holiness is not being what you're, holiness is not what you're set apart from. Holiness is who you're set apart to. And what I'm seeing in my business is I am working with clients that don't have the same values as mine, uh, do not have the same religious beliefs as mine, but there's, there's this engagement, there's this, um, there's this exchange that is taking place that they don't know what's different about me and our company outside of what we do in excellence, um, but they are seeing, and what we're seeing is, is subtle transformations, and it, it won't necessarily go over traditional church's head, because traditional church would want to see conversion. What's your conversion numbers? Where, where is all your time going and your money going? What is the, what, how many people did you get saved? Now, we have seen some crazy testimonies, like executives in these top tech companies, um, where we have prophesied, where we have deliver, did deliverance, and where people have gotten saved, but that that's not our objective. That just happens. Our objective is to do a good job and to develop partnerships with people. And what we're seeing is not a conversion mentality, but a discipleship mentality where we are being friends and we're not there with any agenda, but just to do a great job. And it's open up dialogue. And I can't tell you about how much dialogue we are seeing in, um, in this particular realm with these particular high profile people in these tech and corporate companies. Are you able to share some of the tech companies uh, or is that you want to kind of yeah, be private? Yeah, we've it? done work for Google, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, Kaiser. There's so many more, but I forget. But those are the top ones on the top of my head. I love this so, so much, Joe, because we have the privilege of seeing this go from a place of an idea, a place of a dream, a place of something that you would love to do someday. And you would, ex- you know, you would explain that to us and you would share. And then all of a sudden you stepping out into that dream and, and what God has done since then is it's just incredible. But I would love to know what were some of those roadblocks that you experienced, um, you know, maybe early on or maybe even still that you had to overcome and, and how, how, what God did through that process. No, that's super good. Um, so certain Robux was, I, I just think that there were um, just certain religious roadblocks that I had to definitely overcome. Um, things that are not transferable um, that you may learn in church culture that are not transferable because it's not of the kingdom. Um, and I, I just remember um, you know, that, that how tangible the anointing is and how faithful Holy Spirit is. Everybody say this with me. All pressure, all pressure is on Holy Spirit. Is on Holy Spirit. There is absolutely no pressure on me. There's no, absolutely no pressure on me to do anything other than just yield to the Holy Spirit. And what I found out is even when I am in doubt, he has enough faith for the both of us. <laughs> Come on. I always have, have positioned my heart in many ways not to worry. Many, many of you may be even sitting in this, in this seats um, hearing these great messages and uh, may even think, I don't want to miss God. I don't want to miss God for my life. And that was one of the challenges that I've had. Um, I didn't want to miss God. And what I found out is that how kind and how... 
how kind and how friendly Holy Spirit is. My trust is not in my ability to see. My trust is in his ability to reveal what he is doing. My trust is not in my ability to hear. My trust is in his ability to speak. And so I'm going to go on with my day. I'm going to continue to do what I feel called to do. And guess what? He leads me. I walk in this peace. You walk in this peace. And you could continue to make decisions. You can continue to live your life. And every now and then you will feel no peace. Whenever you're about to make a decision and you have no peace, guess what? It's the Holy Spirit saying either wait or no. I think one of the roadblocks for me was... Am I going to miss you, God, uh, even though my heart is right in, the, you know, in, in this place? And what I found out is that um, God has been with me every step of the way, even in my mistakes, even in my stupidity. He has covered me. Uh, he has watched over me. And uh, he has been with me. And so um, I'm able to walk in peace and uh, walk in power. You know, um, for those who are here right now, um, I, we know a little of your backstory because originally when you came to us, it was pursue a call into ministry. Right. Yeah. And then something shifted. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, been a lot of dialogue. You know, sometimes, you know, uh, you know we, we start on a path and then God changes right. it on us. Right. What would you say to the one, how did this unfold to you? What would you say to the person who maybe felt like they were going that way, but all of a sudden it seemed like their favor and everything started to open up in the marketplace? Mm. How did that transition happen for you? Okay. Because it was, it probably was a little bit of a difficult. It, it was. Planning. It was very difficult at first. So, yes. so what did that look like for you? And what's some practical stuff that right. you can release to those who may be in that same situation? Right. And, I, I, you know, I, I didn't see a lot uh, at that time, but I am encouraged today how there is a lot of evangelists being released into the marketplace, a lot of prophets being released into the marketplace. And you'll see a lot of evangelists even in media as well, too. And I just, I just have a heart for media. I have a heart for reaching people. But... Um, it, it's encouraging to see this happen now. But when it first started to happen, it was a little bit scary because I was like, Lord, I, I felt like I was called into ministry within the church to empower, to train, to equip. And then I started to have these, these subtle um, impressions where the Lord began to reveal to me that he was calling me into the marketplace. And um, I think with any revelation, it's good to incorporate relationship with your revelation. Whenever you get revelation from God, never just make a decision. Allow that revelation to permeate within the relationships around you. Uh, Talk to your spouse. Uh, Talk to great friends of yours uh, whom you trust. Uh, Because that's what I began to do. I began to talk to those uh, people that were around me. And I'm like, man, I'm having all these these impressions. And um, I felt like um, that was something that uh, the Lord was speaking. But it was also something that I seen fruit in as well. And when I began to do these things, I I found favor and I I found opportunity. And you'll always notice the call of God in your life when you begin to um, take heed of the favor. When when favor starts opening up doors, then it's a clue to you that you're in line with the call of God in your life. When favor begins to open up doors for you, when opportunity begins to open up doors for you. Uh, Many people say, follow your passion. I don't necessarily encourage anybody to follow their passion. And the only reason is, is because passion 
person may find, you may find yourself unsatisfied with where you're at. If, if, I think this is what the world's saying right now. The world is saying, follow your passion. I believe the Lord said, follow your passion at one point, and that was, that was good. But as of right now, I, the world's saying, pursue passion, but I, I believe the Bible says, pursue wisdom. And there's, there, there's a difference between the two. I, I believe there's, there's many people that are unsatisfied and unhappy with where they're currently at, and it's because they have these passions, and they feel like they need to be somewhere else. But if they would just follow wisdom or pursue wisdom at where they're currently at, something will begin to happen because when you're focused on your passion, you're, you're focused on what can the world offer you. But when you're focused on wisdom, your mind begins to think, what can I offer the world? And instead of looking to where you need to be next, if you continue just to operate in wisdom, and, and, and what the word wisdom means in, in, in biblical sense is a skilled craftsman or an, an, art, an artist um, that is a master at what he does. And so if you would just begin to work hard at where you're at, it would be hard to be overlooked. Many of you may be even here at the Rise Conference, and you may be even thinking to yourself like, man, what am I going to do when I get back? I would just say operate in wisdom by working at what you're doing right now and to, your best of, to the best of your ability. Be so good they can't ignore you. And guess what? When, when you begin to operate in your skill to a higher capacity at getting better, you will begin to get places where you never thought you would go. Joseph was sharing this dream with his brothers and they sold him into slavery. Imagine going to a prophetic conference like that. Like, hey, I got this vision and can I share it with you guys? Oh yeah, sure, let's get this guy out of here, you know? Um, that's what happened with Joseph and yet he was faithful with every season of his life from the pit to being accused to being in prison. He, he was still faithful and he worked with wisdom to the best of his ability and guess what? God promoted him from the prison to the palace. And it was a baker that did it, right? It was, it was the man that was with Joseph in the jail cell. So you never know who's around you when you're working onto the Lord. And because I always promote, like, never work onto your boss. Never work onto um, another, another. Work onto the Lord. Christians should be the hardest workers because their boss is the Lord, right? And you don't know who's around you when they see you and... And where you will be promoted if you would just continue to operate in wisdom. And so that's something that I do encourage is to um, walk in wisdom. And uh, I forgot your question because I began to ramble on so much. I'm sorry. Joe, I love that so much. And one thing you opened up with was talking about legacy and your heart for legacy. And that's such a passion of ours. And I would love if you would share a little bit more into that. I know we talk about like, what's your why, right? I would say that for us, that's our why in everything we do. And I would, my specific question would be, how has that passion and and that why, if you will, shaped all your decisions? The first decision to go into business, but even since then, how, how has that played into it? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people that have 10 year plans and five-year plans, but honestly, with this season that God has me on, and it's almost been like a, a five-year season so far, I only know my next step. That's it. And I know that he's called me to, um, there are certain things that are, he's placed on my heart, um, but I feel like a lot of it's blank so far. Like, you know, I'm, 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 
I, I signed, I don't know who said it, um, someone once said like they, following the call of God or something of that sort is signing your name to a, to a, a blank contract or something of that sort. Um, Legacy is important to me because I know that every action of mine, it, it will directly affect not only um, my wife and my children and my children's children, but also my friends and the world around me. But I think my heart has always been not to necessarily leave a legacy on earth, but to leave a, leave a legacy in, in heaven, so to speak, is to be famous in heaven, feared in hell, and just to be a servant on earth. And if I can, if I can be faithful with what he's giving me, uh, I, I believe that the Lord takes care of all that. The Lord will take care of uh, what I leave behind. And I just want to be faithful to what he is telling me what to do right now. You know, and, and that's something that I have um, fixed my attention to because if I begin to ponder 10 years from now or five years from now, I will definitely have anxiety. <laughs> I know we know a lot of the backstory, and I want to kind of bring this out of you right now mm. because one of the things I so value and I see in you is your ability to take risk and to risk it all, to lay it all down. I know Dan McCollum says, you will always accelerate at the rate of your obedience. Mm. And you're uh, just seeing your life and seeing you take radical obedience and take that risk. Um, you're having success right now in the area of media, but how did you get started? What's, what's that backstory? Because I love right. that story, and I feel like it, it, it practically could help somebody. Somebody here sitting right now who has a dream or has an assignment but doesn't know where to start. Okay. The way you started was just really so practical. Mm-hmm. But yet, now here you are, and, right. and I love it. No, so. that's super good. Um, I think many people pray for a move of God. They pray for God to move like he's the one stuck. You, you know, like God told, God told you to go. If you would just make a decision, he can work with it. If, if you could just make a decision, God can work with it because so many people are praying for a move of God, not knowing that he told you to go. They're praying like he's the one stuck and it's not, it's not true. He told you and I to go. If you would just make a decision, he can work with it. In fact, um, I talked about passion earlier. It wasn't passion that I necessarily followed because I really wasn't, I didn't even know what I was passionate about, to be quite honest, other than the Lord, brother, right? Uh, I, um, I followed my curiosity. I followed my curiosity. You know, Moses, he sees something in the mountainside, and then the Bible says he thinks to himself, let me go and see. Some of you need to follow your curiosity because that's where you will find God. And that's what I did. I had this curiosity that I can make films for entrepreneurs. My dad's an entrepreneur. And so it's, it's, it's in our blood. But I believe anybody can be an entrepreneur. Um, and I just, I wanted to help entrepreneurs like him. I, in fact, I wanted to help entrepreneurs get to heaven with one hell of a profit. That's kind of like my core value at first because, was I supposed to say that? We might edit that on the podcast. Um, but I really wanted to help entrepreneurs. I wanted to help businessmen. And, and I felt called to them because many of them are going through stress. Do you know that you're, you're not called to be number one? You're called to be number two? Many people think like the seven mountains of influence that they're called to be the one on the top. Not necessarily, no. I mean, it could happen for you. But in fact, Joseph wasn't number one. He was number two. He helped Pharaoh. Do you know if you just get yourself 
in the midst of those movers, you may not be a mover and shaker, which is okay. You're, just be you. But get around a mover and shaker and just be joyful. Just be you. Just walk in peace. Do you know that joy in and of itself is evangelism? Peace in and of itself is evangelism. They're, they love me on set, on these big, huge production sets, because they just, they just have a good time. And I've seen it when everybody's stressed out because of time, or everybody's stressed out because of the budget, or everybody's stressed out because they have to get things going and they just want it to be right. And I'm just walking in with peace, cracking jokes, having fun. And they just, they don't know what it is, but it's the presence of God and, and me truly being myself. And I had this idea that This curiosity of mine of making film, I can do it for a living. And long and behold, the Lord was leading me into that very direction. And I began to create films, and I began, I would, I want to say films, I began to create commercials. And these commercials began to create traction. They became a big, huge hit, and they've led me to countless places. I can't even, and for instance, I I was sitting in a, business meeting or a strategy meeting with one of these corporate companies that have these big, huge budgets, and they don't even know how to market who they are correctly. And I'm just there. And remember, all pressure is on Holy Spirit. I'm just there, you know, allowing the river of God to flow through me. And I'm just spilling out so many ideas to these Stanford graduates, you know, these Cal Berkeley graduates. And they're like, man, who, how did you get this stuff? How did you, how did you learn this? You know, these are amazing ideas. And I'm, I'm helping this, this company, this, it was a hospital and it's a well-known hospital, rebrand their marketing strategy. And all of the, all these execs are like taking notes of, of these ideas. And it's not, it's, remember, it's just me yielding to the Holy Spirit. And having fun at the same time, you know. And so I followed the curiosity and I knew that if I make a decision, God can work with it. And um, it has been an amazing journey. And the way you started, though, was that you took what little you had, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, my wife was pregnant. And at that moment, I asked her, I said, um, I have this desire and this and and I, I, I have this dream and I believe it can work. And I asked Tanisha, my wife, I said, would you begin to pray with me? And if you get a yes, let's take our savings and let's invest it into some equipment. And we didn't we, we barely had enough. And at that time we, you know, we were you know, we didn't, we, we were like had a budget for groceries. I mean, I know that's smart, but when you're, when you have the money, but when you have a bro, uh, budget for groceries, when you don't have the money, I mean, it's kind of sad. So I was like, oh, we can't have Pop-Tarts again this week. Dark, dark. You know, um, well, we took our last bit of mo- our savings. We invested it into some equipment and, um, we made, I don't know, uh, we made a significant amount, a surviving amount. The second year, we doubled that amount. The third year, we doubled the second year amount. And we are in our fourth year now. So sometimes the best investment you can invest in is yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Any last thing you'd like to leave with the audience today? Hmm. Yeah, I would say this. Wherever you are at in life, you're getting this great, all this great information I want to encourage you to serve until you become valuable. Because when you become valuable, then you'll become irreplaceable. Continue to serve 
Something happens when you become valuable to your environment. It doesn't happen by barking off orders. It doesn't happen by pushing yourself there. It happens by serving. And continue to serve when you become valuable. Because guess what? That's when you'll become irreplaceable. And when you become irreplaceable, guess what? You're an asset wherever you go. So begin to believe in what the Lord has called you personally. Be so good they can't ignore you. And with that said, you may get curiosities in your life. These subtle impressions follow your curiosities. Come on. Hey, at the last interview we have, we're going to have uh, these interview speakers release tangibly their breakthrough over you guys. So Joe will be back to do that. So would you guys just give it up for Joe Pony? Thank you, Joe. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and interview with Joe Pony. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to subscribe. And would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us to extend our reach? Thank you once again for listening to today's show. And until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.